0: Almost Famous with John Shea Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston and New England On 95.9 WATD
1: Hello, good evening, welcome I'm John Shea, Almost Famous brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. If you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, please reach out Find all the contact information on the Almost Famous page at 959 WATD.com. Give me a follow tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio and subscribe to the podcast. Find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or at almost So I hope you had a great and magical holiday season as we close out 2023. It's time to take our annual look back over the last twelve months of in-studio guests and interview moments on the WATD Tiny Stage. There's been over 50 guests this year, so it's very hard to narrow this down, so I hope to get as much as I can in the next two hours. And we begin tonight's show by traveling back in time to July 11th, when I was joined on the Tiny Stage by Smithfield, Rhode Island, singer-songwriter Lainey Dione. 2023 was a great year for Lainey Dione. She took home Songwriter of the Year at the New England Music Awards and was even considered for a Grammy Award for her single Broken Clock. And when she joined us on the tiny stage back on July 11th, She debuted a brand new song.
2: My name is Lainey Dion. I am an indie pop singer-songwriter from Smithfield, Rhode Island, and I am releasing music all the time, so I can't wait for you guys to hear this.
1: That is so cool. So your career, it's been a year since you were here last. It may as well have been five years because so much has happened since last July, including an award from the New England Music Awards for Pop Act of the Year. So update us on what's been happening over the last year.
2: Yeah, so I've been writing a lot of music for TV shows, Doing a lot of award shows, which is a lot of fun. And I released an album a couple years ago. Been releasing singles ever since. And I think the single track is where I'm on. I'm releasing a lot of singles.
1: So let's talk about those. What's out there for music?
2: So recently out is Yours and Mine. And coming up next is Miscommunication. And I have like maybe six or seven singles that are already out on Spotify, along with my 12-song album. So there's tons of music to listen to in the meantime.
1: Fantastic. If people want to follow and stay up to date with everything you're doing, where's the best place to go for all the uh, Lainey Dione inside information?
2: Yeah, so all of my social media, as well as all of my music links and music videos and everything that you can find on me is on LaineyDione.com. L-A-I-N-E-Y-D-I-O-N-N-E.com. The new single will be out on August 18th, and it's called Miscommunication. You know when, like, you just cannot say anything right to a certain person. Like, no matter what you say, they always take it the wrong way. And you don't intend to do that, but it just ends up being a fight. And so I got really fed up with that and took it out on a song.
1: (laughs) Are we going to hear kind of a a sneak preview of that tonight?
2: Yeah, it's the first one I'm going to play. When everything's normal,
3: emotions in control, we get along like lock and key or sideways Took my words the wrong way That wasn't what I conveyed But you say I only try to see things my way I try not to break it, but it always turns into confrontation at each other's throats. I know it's getting no can stand it. And I try so hard to save it, but it's always a miscommunication. Oh, 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 it's always a miscommunication. Trust the uneven ground we're walking on. Just to avoid the fuss, and I'll shut my mouth up from when I was dancing on our tongues. And I try so hard to say it, but it's always a miscommunication. I try hard not to break it, but it always turns into confrontation. At each other's throats, I know it's getting old. Communication, you take it as a tax It's not like that I try not to react, you won't have that You're always getting mad, making me sad Wish I could take it back I try so hard to say it But it's never enough And I don't want to break it but it always turns into confrontation At each other's throats I know it's getting old Can't stand it And I try so hard to save it But it's always Homeless um, communication oh, 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 It's always Homeless um, communication oh, oh
0: Almost Famous with John Shea on 95.9 WATD.
1: I'm John Shea, being joined in studio tonight by Becca Hanna. How you doing?
4: Hey, John. I am good. How are you doing?
1: I am great. Thank you for making the uh, long drive down from Cambridge to make this possible.
4: (laughs) I'm thrilled to be here. I love showing my music to the world. And I love talking about the meaning behind all of it and just talking about my process. It's incredible. This is what I love to do. I love to create. I love to talk about creativity. I love to talk about emotions. So I am all into this.
1: I have to ask about your voice because that's something that I think everybody notices about you as soon as they hear you sing. How did you find the voice that we're listening to tonight?
4: Wow, that's a good question. When the pandemic started, I... Started engaging in a lot of vocal exercises. I just found online. I really gained a lot more vocal control. I learned more proper breath work and I listened to Amy Winehouse, Erica Badu, Nora Jones, Carol King. I've kind of created a voice through listening to them and through experimenting with the styles of their vocals. I ended up finding my true sound. And I still am finding my true sound. There's certain songs where I belt more, certain songs where I sing softer. It really just depends on the vibe, depends on the audience, depends on whether I'm singing with my band or solo. And yeah, it's kind of just this ever evolving thing I'm working on.
1: Time for more music here on WATD. Yeah. What are we listening to next?
4: Sweet. this song's actually kind of sad, but it's one of my favorite songs. It's beautiful. I poured my heart and soul into this when I wrote it. It's called Hazy. It's about longing for this person that you can't have. You missed your chance with them. You were good friends, and you always felt something, but you never really knew how to act it or if they fully felt the same way, and then it was too late because they ended up dating someone else. <laughs> kind of like the one that got away and just dwelling and dwelling and dwelling on that and wondering, you know, am I crazy? Was this all in my head or was it real? And I guess the beauty of that is like kind of never really fully knowing. To write to a letter wouldn't make it that much better
5: Tired of pushing it off and keeping it all inside The past still haunts me And I'm feeling rather lonely
6: What am I
5: supposed to do With all these feelings leaking through Honestly, I wanted to tell you What words themselves can't say I don't know how to feel when you're out with her Now realize way too late and if I can turn back time and change the path of failure, yeah, I would travel back to you, a color since interlay- My love I wish you were next to me In my crazy My mind
1: Hannah on 95.9 WATD, recorded live on the Tiny Stage back on February 21st. I'm John Shea, and tonight we're taking a look back at the year 2023, some of my favorite in-studio performances and interview moments over the last year. And you can find any of these interviews and all the interviews that we've done over the last several years on the almost famous page at 95.9 WATD.com. Or simply head over to almostfamousradio.com. dot com. All the podcasts are posted right there, and you can listen anytime, any place. Right now, though, we travel back to August twenty second.
7: Yeah, my name's Steve Rondo. I live in Nahant, Mass, which is up on the North Shore beach town. Grew up in Central Mass, and I've been sort of singing and writing songs now for the past seven years. As a broader band, we got our start playing in the bars across Boston and places down on the Cape in the summer, and that was all like cover band stuff. And then we started recording original songs during COVID and kind of learning to produce and stuff. And since then, we haven't really looked back on the original music and started booking our own shows for that. And when we met at a Levitate Music Festival, that was our first festival. So things slowly progressing. So talk about and,
1: that experience. What was that like for you?
7: I mean, that was incredible. I've sort of been in explaining it as like six years ago, that was like a, an absolute fantasy then like a couple years later, it was a dream. And then a couple years later, it became a real goal that we wanted to achieve. So, yeah, I think we hit it at a time that felt good for us. Taking the opening slot for that festival. It's just like such an incredible community that Levitate has built down here on the South Shore, too. And just to be included and to be a part of that has been really
1: special. So fantastic. Really us. Yeah. You've got the entire rig in there tonight. We're going to do things yeah. cool. solo acoustic. But what are we starting off the night with?
7: Uh, We're going to start with a song of mine called Afternoon Rebellion. Wrote it on a bench close to my, at that point, apartment. And it was just looking out at the water. It was middle of December, but it was really warm. And it's sort of like addressing all the fears that I have in my life, which on like a micro level is just like that sort of where is my life going. And then on the macro level, it was like addressing in the song things like, wow, why is it so warm in the middle of December and like global warming type things. Yeah, it was one of the first songs that I sort of started working on in learning production. And the the original version that I put out two years ago is like this 82-track song, like lots of audio tracks, and I needed to find a way to play it live. So this tapping style was something that I learned by watching a guy named Ben Howard from England. I started applying that style. I had the opportunity to open for Dermot Kennedy last summer, and that was the first time playing it in that style, and it got a really good reception. So now it's just like sort of the way I play it now. That's yeah, probably one of my favorite ones I've written lyrically and used to be connecting with people, so it's been, it's been cool.
8: Old man muddles through low tide water, father playing catch with his daughter. Drinking on a bench watching the winter a year after Falling out a my
0: Follow Almost Famous on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio.
1: So tonight, we're being joined by a band that I've been trying to get on the show for well over 10 years. It's finally happening tonight. We welcome
9: Air Traffic Controller. Guys, how you doing? Thank you. Thank you. So sorry I took took this long. <laughs> it's good. all good. So who's in studio with you tonight? That's, that's Dave, by the way. Yes, I'm Dave. This is Emmy McSwain with me. Say hi, Emmy.
10: Hey, everyone.
9: Cool. And you uh, just released a new album a few months ago. Talk about that. The new album is called Dash. It's long-awaited. I would say this is the most time we've ever spent on a record, and uh, it's one that we really had full hand in producing ourselves. We had a producer, Dan Cardinal. He really um, let us take the wheel many times, and it was quite an experience.
1: And there was quite a bit of time between the previous album and this current album.
9: Yes, we do blame COVID for a lot of that. Yes, I, I, I can see that. So we were, we were <laughs> probably 75% finished with the record when COVID hit and then you know went through a lot of changes because of that. We had one of our guys moved to California, and so we wound up getting a couple of new players in the band. We, we had recorded so many keys on the new record that there was no way we would be able to play a show. <laughs> our drummer was playing keys So that's a hard thing to do at the same time. Yes. So we were blessed to to find uh, Emmy McSwain. Let's keep rolling with the music. What are we listening to next? I have a brother who lives right down the street from here, uh, Richie, who is our original drummer. He gets an uh, an honorable mention in this song called The House. Well, most of the family does, but this one is mainly dedicated to my mom and my dad and my stepdad and my stepmom. And yeah, stepbrothers, stepsisters. So as you notice, I have like a, a Brady Bunch sort of family. I feel like most of those situations come with a bag of complaints because it's kind of disruptive to childhood, maybe for a step family to move in or to move in with them. For me, it was just pure joy. My stepbrother, Ricky, there's a lot of riches in my family, too. <laughs> uh, there's four. My dad is rich. My stepdad is Richard. My brother is Richie, the drummer. And then my stepbrother's Ricky, and we were very close. We were scouts, we, we were classmates, and our parents were both divorced, and they met up through us, probably at scouts. And eventually dated and got married, and, and we all wound up in the same house. Seven kids, wow. seven kids under Jeez. one roof. It was insanely awesome. Yeah, so that's what this song is about.
11: We had the house where everybody came We had the music, we played the games Nobody's parents worried about mine My mother never left one child behind We lived by the park where all the kids played That was my dog in a Superman cape Hop in the wagon, head out to the lake it's your birthday, mother made a cake. This was the house where everybody'd hang. Ask all my friends, they'll tell you the same. So, was it the house, or was it the gang, or a phenomenon no one can explain? The how? how, how. My folks got divorced when I was like three, I understand they weren't meant to be. My dad got remarried and mom did too, to the father of a kid who went to my school. Me and my brothers and my little sis, never saw mother happy like this. We sold the house, moved into and seven cool kids. This was the house where everybody go. So much to see in every window. The fans in the basement putting on a show. And the girls in the living room playing Nintendo. The
12: house. The house.
11: Before Business out front, the party's back there I'm talking about my house and not my brother's heir This was the house where everybody came We had the music, we played the games And nobody's parents worried about mine My mother never left one child behind The
12: house
11: Where everybody'd hang Ask all my friends They'll tell you the same So was it the house Or was it the gang Or a phenomenon No one can explain
12: The house
1: Air Traffic Controller 95.9 WATD recorded live on the WATD Tiny Stage back on February 28th. I'm John Shea. Tonight, we're traveling back in time, taking a listen to some of my favorite interview moments and in-studio performances over the last year on the annual Almost Famous Year in Review show. And as I've mentioned, if you want to hear any of the interviews that I've done over the last several years. You can find them all posted as podcasts at almostfamousradio.com. We're up to our first break of the night, so we have tons of memories to look back on over the last year here on the Almost Famous Year in Review, 95.9 WATD, brought to you by Tiny and Son's Glass.
0: Almost Famous with John Shea on 95.9 WATD. 95.9
1: 95.9 WATD, it's Almost Famous with me, John Shea, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. I hope you had a great and beautiful holiday season. So as we close out the year 2023, we do what we usually do at this time of year, and that's take a look back at the last year of in-studio performances and interview moments on the WATD Tiny stage. Obviously, we can't get to everything that we've had in studio because there's been about 45 to 50 musicians that have been in studio over the last year or so. If you want to check out any of this year's past interviews and in-studio performances, you can find all the podcast links at almostfamousradio.com. And right now we travel back in time to January 31st when Cat Wolf of the Wolf Sisters made a solo appearance here on the WATD Tiny Stage.
13: So my name is Kat Wolf. I am a singer-songwriter from Boston, currently based in LA. And yeah, I also play in a band called the Wolf Sisters, a family band. And we started playing out around Boston together and slowly stretched across New England, across the East Coast. And we've been doing that for a good amount of time now. And I play keys and I sing in that band. And it's a folk rock, rock and roll type of vibe. And then I started writing my own music, which is still folky, but I I suppose it leans more into the alternative realms. <laughs> I'm available on every streaming service, uh, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. If you want to download my music, you can find it on Bandcamp. I just released a new single called Favor. All of my songs stem from stream of consciousness and poetry that I write first, but I think this one came from a situation where maybe I was pining over somebody. (laughs) The line, do you favor me, came to me. And then, I don't know if you caught it, but there is a line in there that is a Joni Mitchell reference. And at the time, I think throughout the pandemic, I had rediscovered Joni Mitchell, and I was listening to her a lot. And the song, Case of You, was weighing heavily on my heart. And I don't know, this idea of do you favor me, and this kind of like... I don't know, big question mark that that happens in love. I just started writing and writing about it, and I remember I had just moved to L.A., and I was alone, and sometimes you just don't know what to do with your feelings, and writing them down is just my outlet. Do you favor me?
14: Would you make believe? Bottle of the taste of me Would you drink a case of me too Are you thirsty or thriving? Was in blurring all the lines? Pontificate the rising sun Take to hiding cause you're all undone Letters better left unread Talked among the flower beds Retrace the map spread on your hands instead Park somewhere around the pen. And dissipate the rain. Way the words are washed away. Fall to when the stains remain. Earth refused to hold your pain. Those love marks made the art. and falling stars The ache that sets you far and free The smudges shown like tourmaline Leaning into the afterglow beating through the crowd. Louching in the shadows you found songbirds posing.
0: Almost Famous. Don't miss an episode. Check out the podcast at almostfamousradio.com.
15: I'm Cody Nilsson, New England musician extraordinaire, I guess, you know. I try to play as often as possible with as many people as possible. I play in a band called Board Hayden and the Outliers, which is a uh, country band. I'm a session musician, pedal steel and guitar, and a songwriter, which is why I'm here now. So you've got some solo stuff in the works as well. You just dropped a, a solo album recently. Talk about that. I did. Like I've always been a songwriter here and there, but with all the time off, I kind of decided to get my stuff together and put out a body of work, and uh, I haven't stopped since. There's more where that came from.
1: Well, give us the details on uh, the name and where it's found.
15: The name of the record is Living is Killing, Cody Nilsson. You know, I just found that it's true. Life will get you. (laughs) Life will kill you. And you know, it's kind of like a satirical thing where it's just my logo is a check engine light. It's like, oh, this again, like living is killing me.
1: Especially in this business, man. Oh, yeah, man. Like, it's not easy. The music is the music is hard. Over the last maybe decade or so, I think we've kind of lost the chorus in a lot of pop music. No more choruses. And no more something, choruses. something about your record and a lot of records, especially like the, the new Taylor Swift record is a perfect example. Yeah. Some monster hooks and some monster choruses are starting to come back into pop music How important is a strong hook or a strong chorus in your writing? As far as I'm concerned, it's the only thing that
15: matters to me. I love music with no choruses. I love music with no vocals in it, you know? There's nothing, like, out of bounds. But like I said before, I want to connect to somebody, like, to any person. And as far as I can see, a chorus is the easiest way to do that. Somebody singing one of my songs back to me is, like, a big thing. What I'm trying to do is make sure anybody can do it.
1: Cody Nielsen on 95.9 WATD recorded live on the Tiny Stage back on January 3rd. Cody was here to talk about his debut solo album, Living is Killing, Cody Nielsen. And a congratulations to Cody Nielsen. He's also the guitarist and award Hayden and the outliers. They just took home a Boston Music Award for Country Act of the Year just last week. I'm John Shea. This is... Almost famous, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass tonight. Taking a look back at the last twelve months of in studio performances and interview highlights on the Tiny Stage, our annual year-in review show, and right now we go back to May 9th when Brian Montanero was in studio. My name is Brian Montanero. I'm a
16: singer-songwriter based out of Braintree, Massachusetts, south of Boston. Find me on Instagram at Brian Montanero. That's Montana like the state with an R O, Brian Montanero. Same thing for Facebook. You can also find me on Spotify, Apple Music, and all streaming platforms for my single
1: Divine Feminine. How did you discover the voice that we're listening to tonight? Because, like I said, it's really setting a mood and, and, and it's unique to what you're playing tonight. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I have had a lot of great teachers.
16: My biggest teacher would definitely be Amy Winehouse. Um, when I discovered her, that's when I really shifted from a, an alternative voice to that jazz vocal standard. I really, from her, went through a whole rabbit hole with Donnie Hathaway, who is such an amazing teacher for me um, in regards to belting with the male voice. Sarah Vaughn, also with the dynamics of her voice, are insane. I'm heavily inspired by jazz singers, for sure.
1: Let's continue with the music. What are we listening to next? Divine Feminine. All right, good timing.
16: Yeah, so I had a a moment of my life where I I really was shifting gears in my, my, you know, my perspective of of myself and how I reacted with my world. And I really was shifting to a point where I was learning from my friends who were great teachers to really lead with a sense of certainty. I've leaned to more of a passive character. And I, I learned that I could also lead with compassion and also be assertive but with mindfulness and I learned from my friends that that, that, that was possible and that, that divine feminine energy is very receptive it's very nurturing but it can also organize it can also facilitate and it can also drive as well as the masculine so that really was the, the idea behind it was that kind of the polarity of the feminine being a, a force to create
17: the man's box is empty the land of you I've kept with me forewarned mm-hmm. Tracing circles in the forest together remember mm-hmm. The four corners a force of order
1: On 959WATD, recorded live on the Tiny Stage back on May 9th. Brian was in studio to talk about his debut solo single called Divine Feminine. You can find Brian's music and you can listen to his interview on the Almost Famous page at 959WATD.com. Of course, Almost Famous brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. Tonight, it's our annual year in review show. Taking a look back at 2023, some of my favorite in-studio performances and interview highlights over the last year. As we're just about to wrap up our number one, don't worry though, there's still a whole another hour of great memories to look back on from the past year here on WATD coming up at 9 o'clock. And to close out the first hour, we go back to June 13th when I was joined in studio by the band Jack.
18: I am Matt Gicola. I'm the songwriter and play guitar and sing.
14: I'm Megan DeCizio. I'm on
19: keys and backup vocals.
18: Brian, Master George. I'm on guitar.
1: Now, I understand that two of you just met this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes.
18: Jack as a project or a band is really just kind of me and my friends. So these guys are both friends of mine and we've been practicing separately here and there but we haven't we just hadn't been able to get together the three of us yet and i've known both of them for many years but they just haven't overlapped so this morning, the day. today is the day yeah, that's very cool i love that the origin of the band name yeah yeah it's based on my name so it's like the first four letters of my name j-a-t-k i chose it for a few reasons one of them being it felt a little like Van Halen-ish, I guess. And, I, love, you know, I love that. Just kind of run out of, you know, every band name's kind of dumb when you think about it. So <laughs> I just kind of wanted to use my name in some way. And then secondly, it, it's kind of like the hardest part of my name. When people see my last name, they get flustered by those four letters in sequence usually. So it was just kind of fun to put in the forefront. Let's do more music. What are we listening to next? I think we're going to play Japanese Butterfly. That song came to be also in 2020, literally like the same week that the shutdown started happening, I got diagnosed with cancer with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I went through all of that during the pandemic. I did chemo and radiation through all that time, like into the summer. And really, I actually wrote Japanese Butterfly that summer as I was coming off of having treatment. So that's really where it came from it's just a little bit of a exploration of some of the thoughts and feelings I was having at that time well first of all how are you today I'm good today good I'm, I'm all clear so yeah all the treatment went well excellent I have to go to fewer and fewer doctor appointments now they're super boring when I do go so that's what I like.
20: Come down. you
21: South Shore's breaking news, weather, and traffic
0: station. 95.9 WATD FM Marshfield and 95.9 WATD.com. Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD.
1: Well, hello, good evening. Welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous Tonight, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. If you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, please reach out, find all the contact information. On the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com Give me a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio and subscribe to the podcast. Find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or at AlmostFamousRadio.com So tonight we're taking a look back at the year 2023. Some of my favorite in-studio performances and interview moments over the last year. And unfortunately, I couldn't get to everything, so if you'd like to listen back to a specific interview or uh, in-studio performance over the last year, you can find all the podcasts posted on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com or at AlmostFamousRadio.com. Continuing on with the best of 2023, we go back to March
22: 24th. I'm Allie Jason. 27 years old, almost 28, <laughs> from Cape Cod, Mass, singer, songwriter, performer, all around human being.
1: Hey. <laughs> Fantastic. And the uh, the website, the socials, anything like that?
22: Yes. Um, AllieJasonMusic.com. A-L-L-I-E-J-A-S-O-N. Music.com. Instagram. AllieJason underscore official, spelled the same way. Got Facebook. I have Twitter, but I barely use it. And just I have a I have a couple TikToks. I got I think my TikTok is Ali Jason underscore music or something like that.
1: Very cool. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> and a single that came out last year. You got a bunch of EPs up there that go yeah, quite a few got, years back. Um,
22: yeah, we got a lot of music all over. The new single, best thing that I ever did. Released September of twenty twenty two. And then we have um the single before that, Beautifully Chaotic at least in 2020, and then Recovery Level 1 and Level 2, as well as Wonderland. You can find everywhere, all over the place.
1: We talked a little while ago about your voice, and I'm curious to know, how did you find the voice that we're listening to tonight?
22: Hmm, over a lot of years. I had a lot of different vocal inspirations. Like, the way I taught myself how to sing when I was younger, I would... Almost every single day, just go into my room and sing along to my inspirations of the time and try as hard as I could to copy exactly what they were doing for years. One big one then was Miley Cyrus. I loved Miley Cyrus. Not that I don't like her anymore, but she was really big on my um me finding my belting voice, actually. She just inspired me to get there. I like the different styles she's gone in and out of. And I don't know, like the current bringing back like the kind of rock style is like super cool.
1: Let's keep on going with your music. What are we listening to next?
22: Next, I thought I would do the acoustic version I've worked out of Best Thing That I Ever Did. That came to me in November of 2021 in the middle of the night. And I stayed up all night working on it. It's the kind of style that I was doing for a while And as I've said before, it's normally like a indie poppy, lo-fi, chill wave type song But we worked out an acoustic thing so I could play it out
23: It took a few jumps over the moon for me to walk away I know I'm surprised to really thought I'd stay but I was blinded by the illusion that everything was okay. Deep down, I know I was just willing to suffocate. Scream at me until there's nothing left for you to breathe. Shaking by and thought of you just criticizing me. I've gone over it a billion times, awake and fast asleep. It brought me too far off your crib, but it's the best thing that I ever did. It brought me too far off your crib, but it's the best thing that I ever did. It brought me too far off your crib, but it's the best thing that I ever did. find myself choking back the tears from all the late late nights breaking me down to nothing just to prove that you're right scream at me until there's nothing left for you to breathe shaking by and thought of you and just criticizing me I've gone over it a bit times awake and fast asleep. brought me too far off your grill But it's the best thing That I ever did You brought me Too far off your grill But it's the best thing that I ever did He brought me too far off your grill But it's the best thing That I ever did Whoa I hurt it out hush I worked it out Whoa, hush down I worked it out woah hush down I Screaming thing till there's nothing left for you to breathe. shaking by an out of you just criticizing me I've gone no
0: music send it to john at 959watd.com
24: my name is Birch swart i'm just a local singer songwriter from uh, situate massachusetts and uh, this is the band that we've kind of fostered and created since like what last february so this is about like a whole year that we've been doing this now which is awesome while we're on the topic let's talk influences who did you grow up listening to who are you listening to now it started with the beatles and bob marley a lot of that kind of vibe but i listen to so much music like i just appreciate it all I don't know that I have a favorite artist right now, but I'm listening to a lot of Goose. Trey Anastasia was a huge influence on my sound. Same with Jerry Garcia. Gregory Isaacs, Reggae Wise. I've been listening to a lot of that. And even local musicians. We have our friend like Tom O'Brien, who's in a band called Soul Shot. And he's an incredible songwriter. He was one of the first people I met that was like, like other than my dad, because I always saw him playing music and stuff, and it was cool. I knew that he wrote songs, but once I listened to Tom and once I listened to like some of my dad's like cassettes that he has that he recorded with his friend Zeke, I was like, oh, okay, wait, there's a lot to this. And it's just like the music that I've been listening to. So kind of, yeah, again, looking local, like is kind of a big thing that I started doing.
1: Let's keep rolling with the music. What are we
24: listening to next? This next song is called Smile. We were in a jam space. Adam was on drums. I was in there playing guitar after, like, a show. We had been there way longer than we probably mentally should have been, so we were all kind of delirious. But Will Perry hopped in on bass and played that bass line that Adam plays now. All of a sudden, we were just jamming on something, and it sounded cool. And then I just started kind of singing Smile over it, and that's where the song came from. It
25: took a long time to get you off of my mind, but I'm here now. It took a long time to stop thinking about you Now it's clear And I think of your smile I, I think of your smile smile
1: Birch Swart, live on the Tiny Stage, recorded on March 28th. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Tonight, we're taking a look back at the year 2023, some of my favorite interview moments and in-studio performances. And if you'd like to hear any of these interviews in their entirety, you can find them all posted on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com or at AlmostFamousRadio.com. And give me a follow tonight on Facebook and Instagram. And please continue to support local bands and musicians in your community. And right now, we go back in time to May
26: 16th. My name is Jay Pissaros, and uh, I am a singer-songwriter based out of Boston, Massachusetts. I'm here with my, my good buddy, Mr. Sam Chase. Yep. The legend of Situate. Yes. The Sasquatch right, of Situate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sam has been uh, playing in, in my band for a little while now, and we've done a lot of musical projects and gigs together over the years, but we got a little record label that I run down in Situate called PB&J Records, and uh, kind of do a whole bunch of different stuff in music. Primarily, I'm a, a singer-songwriter, and I, I get to tour a lot, which is great, and play a lot locally. We also do a lot of booking for different rooms in and around New England, really. But we're here tonight to talk about our show. we got a CD release show coming up, the Jay Pissaros Band, and, and Sam has been playing some lead guitar for us in that band for a little while now. And that means there's a new album coming out as well. There is a new album coming out. It's called Long Time Coming. And it is a long time coming. <laughs> it's a long. It feels like a long time coming. It really felt like a collaborative experience, especially the musicians that we had on it. We, it was our band and Eric Lichter and Guido Falavini from down at third floor. And everyone's just so good at what they do and so knowledgeable that it never really felt at one point or another where any one person was taking the lead. We, we just, we came in, we knew the songs. We had a really, really fun time recording it. When I was thinking about the credits, I, I just put produced by myself and eric lichter but it was really kind of a a group effort you know sam over here is a a wonderful songwriter and a a great engineer and recording artist in his own way and same thing with brad our keyboard player so everyone really brought a lot of good stuff to the table from the actual playing all the way down to the the mixing and, and editing process well speaking of which let's do some more music what are we listening to next we're gonna do uh title track Long time coming.
27: When your time come for leaving going on your own. There's no believing like a long day. Yeah, it never will end. Fire burns, take your smoking ashes. Lord, I've learned love, it never passes on words, it goes, it never will end i say to myself i can't be the only one standing my ground holding on to nothing that will never come round. ain't it really something it's a long time coming and it's a long time coming and it's a long time coming See this time Pretty as a picture In my mind Nothing lasts forever sometimes Yeah, that's just how it goes So divine Yeah, the light and darkness In between Yeah, there's something that I can't quite Figure out It's just how it goes And I say to myself I can't be the only one standing my ground Holding on to nothing that will never come round Ain't it really something, it's a long time coming And it's a long time coming And it's a long time coming And it's a long time coming, and it's a long time coming.
1: Jay Pizarro's live on the tiny stage from May 16th, 2023, being joined by Sam Luke Chase, who, by the way, is celebrating a birthday tonight. So happy birthday, Sam Luke Chase. I'm John Shea. Tonight, we're taking a look back at the year 2023 in our annual look back at some of my favorite in-studio performances and interview moments over the last year, and we are up against our next break of the night. A lot is still to come, so stick around to 95.9 WATD. It's Almost Famous, brought to you by Tiny and Son's Glass.
0: Almost Famous with John Shea on 95.9 WATD.
1: Being joined in studio by three legendary guests... From the history of Boston music, we have Sal Baglio, John Butcher, and Alan Estes. How are you guys doing tonight? Very
6: Very good. good. Very good, John. Thank you for having us.
1: Let's start with an introduction. Who wants to uh, introduce themselves first?
28: Okay. This is John speaking, John Butcher. I used to have a really loud rock band called Axis. We sort of made our reputation playing all of the rooms in Boston and the surrounding area back in the 80s. And so in the ensuing years, I uh, hooked up with my uh, musical partners to my right, Sal Baglio and Alan Estes, and we made a terrific record, which we'll talk about shortly.
6: Sal Baglio here. Everything that John said, just take out Jumper Jaraxxas and put the Stompers in, and all of that stuff happened to me. So that was my first band back in the 70s and 80s. I've known Alan for a long, long time, probably since those days, when, when Alan was playing Swifts and... John and I, we would just look at each other (laughs) backstage. (laughs) Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, This is just a wonderful project to be involved with, both with John Butcher and Alan Estes, writing together and and performing together and uh, having been longtime friends. So it's a good thing. Love it. Yep. Alan Estes here. And, you know, we all go way back. We're kind of old school guys in the sense that we all share a real love of, of just great, rock and roll and country music and and just good songwriting. And after doing a bunch of shows together, especially in the past few years, we just said, you know, we really ought to uh, put this down so our fans and our friends and stuff can enjoy it too because they were coming to our shows, and so that's why we made a record last year, and, and we got one that we're really proud of, Gypsy Caravan.
1: So something I can say from working in the more contemporary local music community is that you have a better chance of hitting the lottery than getting three local musicians basically at the same show at the same time. So how did you all come together as the group that we're hearing tonight?
28: We're friends. It starts there. We really are pals and have been for a long enough time so that it was very natural for us to come together. We had done shows together before in various venues and uh, and multi-act bills, and it was inevitable, in my opinion, that the three of us would get together and make a record.
6: Yeah, that's what happened. You know, John called up, hey, man, I have this gig. You want to come and, and be a guest on it? And uh, yeah, Alan Estes happens to be on it. Oh, great. Where is it? Oh, it's in Rockport, you know, and we'd go and do these gigs together. We'd have so much fun, you know, <laughs> and Alan came to us and said, why don't we record something? And um, last winter, we went into the studio and we threw songs back and forth, you know, like John brought a couple of tunes down. I brought a couple of tunes down. Alan, we all brought something to the table, and then uh, we ended up writing a, a, a few together, which was uh, a, a wonderful experience. And th- in that record, Butcher, Baglio, and Estes, the, the title of the record is Gypsy Caravan. It's out, and it's doing well, and we want to play live behind it, and so uh, that's why we're here. What are we listening to next? Let's do more music. Coleman Mine. Oh, Coleman Mine. Quick story about that.
28: This um, one goes back. Yeah, I, I got together with Taj Mahal. He's one of my idols. I've always loved his music, loved his singing, and the way he wrote real Americana. Mm -hmm. And so I had the occasion to share a dressing room with him, and I was trying to impress him. That was a fool's errand. What I did do, though, however, is started this song in front of him, and he was digging on it. And so it became the Coleman Mine, and you're about to hear it now.
29: In the Hills, West. There alone
1: John Butcher, Sal Baglio, and Alan Estes, all on the WATD tiny stage. They were here to promote their album, Gypsy Caravan, and that was recorded on January 24th of this past year. I'm John Shea. Tonight we're taking a look back at 2023, our annual year in review show. Some of my favorite interview moments and in studio performances over the last year. And right now, We travel back to April 18th.
19: My name is Mary McAvoy, a singer-songwriter currently in Providence, Rhode Island. Grew up in the Massachusetts area most of my life. You can find me on my website, marymcavoymusic.com, M-C-A-V-O-Y. It's Mary Mac on Instagram, Mary Mac 20 on TikTok. And yeah, I got some new music coming out. So follow me on Spotify and Apple Music and all that too.
1: Since you first started writing, how do you think your songwriting has evolved?
19: That's a good question. I, again, have like more confidence, and so I'm not as self-conscious about the things that I write. I think before I used to just be like, oh, this is no good. And now I'm just in a place where I'm like, the more you write, the better. Kind of like throwing pasta at the wall and seeing what sticks. I try to write more often, and I would say in terms of how it's evolved... I'm just influenced by a lot of different styles. And so it kind of depends on what I'm listening to at the time that I would say has an impact on the style that I choose to write in, whether it's like lyrically driven or the way that we produce the song, if it's like a little R&B or what have you. So it kind of depends on what's inspiring me.
1: Let's do more music from you. What's next?
19: It's called Lonely Love that I remember writing at my old apartment in West Roxbury. And it was about a long distance relationship I was in at the time, how difficult that can be. It was the one of the first songs that i wrote that i was like oh man i'm like super 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 proud of this and so it did become one of my favorites seeing it come to life in the studio was also pretty cool it was more produced like a pop tune i would actually like to re-record it as more organic so that might be happening at some point but it's just one of the more fun songs for me to play and sing so this is lonely love.
10: It was a monday morning when you left without saying goodbye Left your dirty laundry in a note On a napkin that you used last night Cried and screamed Cause I didn't want to read a single word you wrote me Yeah Should have started running when I saw you coming You'd only leave a hole in my soul Yeah How something so beautiful make me lose my mind yeah lonely love why you leave me hurting yeah yeah. you fill me up been a minute and I just can't stand being alone Why do I feel i
0: Famous with John Shea. Share your upcoming shows by following Almost Famous on Facebook at Almost Famous Radio.
1: I'm John Shea, being joined in studio tonight by Total Strangers. How you guys doing? Yeah. Doing good, John. Let's do another round of introductions. Who is here and who is not here?
30: I'm Chris Heine on Bass.
1: Present, Ben Bass.
30: <laughs> I'm
2: Pat Faye. I'm Mal Fay. And tonight we're missing Brendan Dillon, our drummer.
1: And where can people find you online?
2: TotalStrangersMusic.com or our Instagram underscore Total Strangers or on Facebook.
1: Let's talk about the band. How long have you guys been together and give us the story behind Total Strangers?
30: Probably about two years now, just over two years, because I remember when we first started playing together, it was like still COVID. and It wasn't like not quite total lockdowns, like you could still do stuff, but it was like, the little town in Footloose where dancing is illegal, like you couldn't have any music in any of the bars. <laughs> so we were like playing together secretly at Main Street sports with like all the blinds closed and everything. We were playing there on like Tuesday nights and then New World on Thursdays, and it just kinda came about because Mal, Pat, and their dad Tom were all playing together on Thursday nights. And then uh my parents owned New World and I'd come and see them and they'd be like, Oh, jump up, jump up. And then I think Tom decided to kind of retire he was like retiring from his actual job around the same time too so i think he just wanted to do it all in one fell swoop mm. and then uh brendan mal's boyfriend jumped in on drums and then they wanted a lead guitar player and i was like oh i know this guy named ben bass ben and i were playing together in a wedding band actually and i was like we gotta get him
24: on guitar i remember walking in there with the mask on so probably <laughs> around that time <laughs>
1: So, uh, since the last time you guys were here, you were nominated for a New England Music Award, New Act of the Year. You performed at the ceremony. So, what's the update since uh, you guys have been here last? I understand who this new album in the works.
2: There is a new album in the works. We're working with 37 Foot Productions, Sean McLaughlin over there. And it's in the works. It's been taking a bit of time because we're all kind of working around other schedules like work and and really busy gigs this summer but it's coming together really nicely and we're super excited to see the final project and uh send it out to all our friends out there
1: Something that I love about you guys and anybody who hasn't seen Total Strangers, if you go out to a show, a lot of times it's really hard to distinguish whether you guys are playing a cover or an original. Is that something that's intentional?
21: Uh, we're always trying to put our own spin on stuff, I think. You know, give it our own sound a little bit. That probably has a little bit to do with it. But also I think a lot of the covers that we do is right in the vein of our uh, style anyways, you know. So uh, a little bit of both of that. Try to remember Hey We didn't have no shoes Hey We stuck together Just me, me and you. you Don't let it Hey Oh, it took a long time hey. To get what we've got today now Yeah Hey Now you wanna give it all up For, for some other guy? guy. Oh, is below, below. Oh.
1: Total Strangers recorded live on the Tiny Stage back on August 15th of 2023. It's our annual year in review tonight, taking a look back at some of my favorite interview moments and in-studio performances over the last year here on the Almost Famous Tiny Stage. Now, if you'd like to hear any of these interviews in their entirety or any of the interviews at all over the last several years, you can find podcasts at almostfamousradio.com. Search Almost Famous, W-A-T-D, on your favorite podcast app, or head over to the Almost Famous page at 95.9 W-A-T-D dot com. And right now, we travel back to March 14th, when I was joined in studio by instrumental guitarist Norwood Pearson. How you doing, my friend? Good, John. How you doing? Doing great. Welcome. Thank you. So for those who missed the first couple times you've been here, who is Norwood Pearson? Norwood
31: Pearson is a guitar player, primarily, that specializes in acoustic music for his own material. You also have quite the roster of artists that you've worked with in the past. Give us some of those names, if you would. (laughs) Oh, name drop now. Absolutely, (laughs) yes. So I've been very fortunate to work probably 10 years now with the Platters, with Herb Reed's The Platters, They've taken me to many amazing places. They took me to Brazil and to Hong Kong and gone around the country with them. Through them, I've also worked with other artists like the Drifters and the Coasters. Peaches and Herb I did a gig with once. Dolores Lala Brooks. Those are some of the bigger names. Very cool. And you've been here before. I have. A couple of times. Yes, I have. Once with Megan Lynch and once with Kiana Marie Trinidad
1: and you're also in the middle of working on an album that's coming out in april talk about that
31: i am it's called songs for river it's a collection of instrumental guitar tunes that i am dedicating to my son river they were inspired by his birth right in the beginning of the pandemic and he's featured in the album cover he is yeah that's very cool yeah love that where's that going to be available That'll be on all the digital platforms. I'm also doing some vinyl, which will be available on my website. And I'll also pair that with a book of sheet music of all these tunes, which people can purchase. And and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, for any guitar
1: players who want (laughs) to play this stuff. Something else we've talked about throughout the night is, and obviously anybody listening notices, there's no lyrics. Do you write songs as if lyrics were there? Yes,
31: that's intentional. I try and structure it similar to a pop tune but i'm not thinking lyrics i'm thinking a specific mood or a vibe or a concept sometimes i'll be playing and working on something and it'll go somewhere and i'll have to cut apart because it doesn't fit the vibe of the rest of the tune so it's very conscious in terms of how i'm structuring everything but there's no actual words speaking of which let's do more music what are we listening to next This next tune is called Furiously Fixated. It's kind of a crazier, strange arrangement. Not the type of harmonies you would hear in a lot of fingerstyle music. My wife called it Furiously Fixated because it reminded her of how when River first learned to walk, how he would like it was just chaotic and he would get up and fall and get up and fall and there'd be so many changes. So enjoy.
0: famous. Don't miss an episode. Check out the podcast at almostfamousradio.com. Hey,
32: everybody. My name is Maddie Ryan. I'm a singer-songwriter from the Boston area. You can find me at maddieryan.com, M-A-D-D-I-R-Y-A-N, or at Maddie Ryan Music, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. I grew up singing on top of coffee tables when I was younger, so my parents had to help me find some sort of outlet. They took me to... Voice lessons, piano lessons, I did all the choirs I could, theater, everything, acapella groups, until I started playing out. I started with some cover gigs kind of all around the New England area, and then it grew into me writing my own music.
1: Very cool. And just last month, you dropped your debut EP. Give us the details
32: on that. I titled it Growing Pains because these are songs that I wrote a while back. Some of them are from when I was a teenager. Some of them are from a couple years ago. They're just kind of a collection of me growing up, so I wanted to kind of put that out first, some of my earlier stuff. So I'm really, really excited about it. I worked with an amazing team on this. The producer was Anthony Rusta out in L.A. I'm just so happy that I finally have my own music out. So what are we
1: listening to next?
32: So the next would be my song called Miss You. It's about my grandfather, my Jadu. I'm Lebanese, so I called him Jadu. He passed away about seven years ago. I was very, very close with him. He was like my best friend. I saw him almost every single day of my life. And so this was just a song to let him know how much I missed him. And I hope when people listen to it, they think of people they lost or just people who are far away that they miss and just kind of think of all the good things about them. The sun
33: Don't shine like it used to And the birds Things softer than ever before And the grass Don't look like it used to And the chair Is empty and not from Here goes. The good ones are gone too soon I still remember All those lessons you taught me When I get sad I just pull out the picture
1: Singer-songwriter Maddie Ryan on 95.9 WHD recorded on November 14th, talking about her debut solo album you can find on all streaming platforms. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Every Tuesday night from 8 till 10, tonight was the Almost Famous Year in Review show. Taking a look back At the year 2023, some of my favorite in-studio performances and interview moments on the tiny stage. A thank you to all of the musicians who share their talents here on WATD over the last 12 years. Looking forward to another great year in 2024, sharing local music with you here on WATD. So we have time for one more interview segment to share with you before we close things out tonight. Going back to October 3rd for this when I was joined in studio by singer-songwriter Tyler Leves.
34: I am Tyler Leves. I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm originally from Maine, but I've uh, been around the New England area for a little while now. I play a lot of different stuff, probably about over 1,200 songs on my song list, and 1,100 of those are covers, and about 100 originals always growing. So, Well, let's do more
1: from you. What are we listening to next?
34: I'll do another one that's kind of released at the moment. Uh, I have to retune for this one just slightly. I did a southern rock country-ish tune. This is probably one of the oldest ones that I'll play. Wrote it a while back, and it kind of works in a certain vibe. And I did a version of it during COVID, where I had a band out of Nashville, well, a recording band, put this together for me, and then I shot them vocals, and the rest is kind of history. So the song is called "Hit Me Like a Dream."
1: And while you're tuning and speaking of shooting vocals, you have a very unique sounding voice. Talk to us about how you discovered the sound that we're listening to tonight.
34: Well, thanks for that. Honestly, it really was a discovery process because, I mean, like I said, I, I did a lot of stuff with music just. In general, growing up, you know, I kind of got into trumpet when I was in fifth grade and then I really wanted to play guitar and I would start and I'd stop and, you know, just kind of bounce around all over the place. I always liked to sing in the car, but I couldn't sing like a lot of the people that I enjoyed because I had no rock tone. It was all just soft falsetto. So I, I liked all these hard rock bands and very frustrated, couldn't sing like them. So I went to college, started doing, you know, everything else besides music, really. And then um, graduated, got a job, and kind of slowly fell back into music, streaming online, doing my own little thing. And thought, I want to, you know, develop my voice. I want to be able to sing the way I want to sing. How do I do that? So rather than take lessons like any normal person should, I decided to just start trying to emulate people. And so that would turn into me trying to aggressively like push my vocal tones. As just start screaming like, at people. Yeah, exactly. Just start yelling at everybody I possibly could, and eventually that would be my voice, right? Um, my
35: feet were planted. Sinking in soil endless and Whiskey Jack Moonshine tracking fireball Laughing at ground Roil and those roots are deep Back roads North through the states. see anything Half miles away Nothing ever hit me Too quick Staying up late Under moonlight Sleeping with eyes open Every night You can't slide On a cold winter night Like a dream